0: Football is back, and so is Cash the Ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni every week this fall. That's picks, parlays, and that's sweet, sweet value, cactus included, on all the NFL and college football matchups. Full breakdowns on the biggest games, but if you have a life, you don't have 45 minutes to spare, we've got you. We're the most on-demand podcast. We're catered to you and the teams you love. That's Cash the Ticket. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hi everyone, on this episode of Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey Sports original podcast, we're stepping into the ongoing saga of the Raiders' leadership changes. We're examining Mark Davis's approach to hiring a new general manager and head coach, questioning if it reflects the exhaustive and open-minded process he promised. In recent years, the Las Vegas Raiders have navigated a turbulent path in management, marked by high hopes and unexpected setbacks. The quest for a winning combination in the front office and on the field has been a roller coaster ride for fans and the organization alike. The departure of Josh McDaniels marked a particularly challenging chapter, leaving a void and a multitude of questions about the team's directions. Today's focus shifts to owner Mark Davis and his efforts in this critical juncture. Promising an approach with a quote unquote, open mind, Davis's hiring process for a new general manager and a head coach has been under intense scrutiny. Will this approach lead the Raiders to stability and success they are striving for? That's what we're going to talk about ahead on Silver and Black today.
0: The, The winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation. And Silver and Black today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your
1: Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now, with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your yeah. host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Houghton. All right. Welcome back. Silver and Black today at Aussie Original Sports uh, Podcast. Do us a favor. If you don't already, subscribe to the show. Wherever you get your audio, just look for Silver and Black today and uh, subscribe. Also, drop us a rating. Would you drop us a, a five-star rating? I know there's some of you out there who will give us a one-star, and that's okay. Whatever you feel, go ahead and do that. We would appreciate that in addition to your subscription. If you're watching us on YouTube, welcome back. We appreciate you guys being here. The chat the last few weeks has been unbelievable. So we thank you all for watching and for going in there and having great discourse. People disagree with each other. They do it respectfully. They agree to disagree. It's a lot of fun, so we invite you to head up on YouTube and check that out as well. Welcome back, Scott Branson, along with my co-host, Mo Moten. He is the senior NFL writer at Bleacher Report, also Raiders columnist at sportsnot.com. You can also catch my work covering the Raiders, the NFL, and others, including Major League Baseball, coming up pretty soon on SportsNot as well. Follow Mo on X.com, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N, Mo Moten, I am at LV Gully in the show, S-N-B today. All right, Mo, let's jump into this. The hiring process, look, it looks imminent. It really does overall, although you have a piece up on Sports SportsNOT uh, from yesterday, last night, that people need to go read today immediately, uh, talking about this. So we're going to dive into it, but it looks like every indication is Champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce. That's going to make fans extremely happy. That's awesome. Antonio Pierce did a great job of leading his team to five and four, definitely earned his way into being a finalist and interviewing for the job on a permanent basis. Champ Kelly, someone that I've respected and I thought way back, should be the permanent general manager. I think he's going to finally get his chance. But it brings up a lot of questions because if that's indeed the case, the Raiders have already satisfied the Rooney rule. They've already gone through that process. They've had a more exhaustive search on the GM side than the coaching side, and we'll get into that in a second. But um, the reason they're waiting, we don't know why, and it was the subject of your piece. And I'm going to, for those of you watching, I'm going to bring that up on the screen here on video uh, at, entitled Vegas Raiders head coach and GM search d- due diligence, or is Mark Davis having second thoughts? And Mo, the the, the situation with this piece, uh, I want you to lay it out for folks because We've been hearing now for days about the fact that it's a done deal. You you have it here. I'm showing it on the screen. Vic Taffer, uh, our good friend over at the Athletic Champ, hired Tuesday and AP Thursday, basically saying it's done. And then you see other folks uh, talking about it. And then uh, uh, Josiah Anderson reporting that not only uh, are they going through this process, but then you have other folks talking about um, the fact that Mark Davis has had Champ Kelly sit in on these, uh, he hasn't even been named permanent uh, general manager, but he's been sitting in on the interviews for head coaches, all three of them. It's just a w- it, it, it's a weird dynamic because even if you're happy with the direction it's going, i.e. the fact that it's going to be Antonio Pierce and Champ Kelly, it, it, the whole process seems a little odd. Tell us why you might think that might show some, perhaps, again, we're just guessing, perhaps some doubts in Mark Davis's mind. Well, first I want to say that we both thought Champ Kelly would get the job yeah. from the jump. You
0: wrote a piece on sports, not about it, that he should get the job. I felt like I did a bleach report last saying between he and Pierce, I think Champ Kelly is more likely to get the job. Now right. over the past week or two, you, you pulled up the piece. A lot of people have speculated or expect Pierce and Kelly to get the job. So basically, the base, the the ethos of my article is, what's the holdup now? <laughs> and because a lot of people have said, well, is Mark Davis having second thoughts, and that's why it's taking so long, or are the Raiders just doing a due diligence? And I want to start with the due diligence part of this. I feel like the Raiders did their due diligence with the GM search. They brought in someone from the front office of the Cincinnati Bengals, brought in someone from the front office of the Bills, brought in Ed Dodd. So clearly, yeah. They had a list ready that they, they were going to go through that was going to be able to uh, guys that were going to be able to challenge and a gal, a uh, woman too, from the Denver Broncos for an office that would be able to challenge chip Kelly for the position. So to me, that was a, a solid pool of candidates. Where I, where I pushed back on the due diligence part of this is the Raiders really, to me, haven't done their due diligence with the head coaching search simply because you know, you're probably going to have to develop a quarterback in the upcoming season why not talk to at least one offensive candidate? They didn't, mm-hmm. they, they talked to Leslie Frazier and Chris Richard, neither of whom have co- coached last this past season. So two defensive guys who didn't have jobs for the 2023 season, not one offensive coach. So either a Mark Davis went into this leaning so far into Antonio Pierce that he didn't really consider a strong pool of candidates or B they're waiting to hire their general manager to then open up the floodgates for the head coaching search, which would be the due diligence part of it. But we don't know yet simply because for now, as you said, Champ Kelly has sat in on the head coaching interviews. And if Champ Kelly is hired, it's more likely that he's going to want Antonio Pierce as a head coach because he's worked with Antonio Pierce already. He has a familiarity with mm-hmm. Antonio Pierce already. So why would he then pick Leslie Frazier <laughs> or Chris Richard to work with? It doesn't make any sense to me. Other than the fact that the Raiders have already made up their mind already. Right. And that's, the, and and for the really quick Scott, for the second thoughts part, I mentioned in my piece, and there are rumors out there that Tom Brady is involved in this process as well. Maybe not sitting on the interview process, no. but he has Mark Davis's ear. And that's the part where I think that if there is a holdup, if, if Tom Brady does have a lot of sway, if Mark Davis is listening to Tom Brady, <clears throat> there may be some second thoughts where, where Tom Brady doesn't necessarily have Antonio Pierce as high on his list of desirable head coaches. And maybe he wants Mike Vrabel in there. Maybe he wants Jim Hart. Maybe he wants the to raise talk to Jim Harbaugh. By the way, there is have not requested an interview with either yet or interviewed either yet because they can be interviewed. They're not employed by the NFL. Right. So it, it makes me think that if Tom Brady is involved possibly, and I'm, again, I'm not reporting this, but maybe that's the hold up that Tom Brady is saying, Hey, wait, before you make your final decision, Think about this. Think about that.
1: Yeah. And 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 there's going to be a lot of folks who listen to this, who listen to the show. are going to say, well, you guys are just guessing. You know, I had some folks uh, respond to me when I when I forwarded the story that came out. We had uh, a Vincent Frank wrote a piece up on Not about this and about the report. And 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 they were like, oh, you guys are just it's just clickbait. You're guessing. It's not that we're guessing. But but again, I think this goes to and this is the important part I want to make. Not defending journalism, because there's people out there who hate any journalism. They just think that we're all crap and that we just all guess and and listen as you said Mo, you're not reporting it this is these are things being discussed but this gets to the core of what I talked about in the opening and what we're talking about here in the show today, which is the process. So the process is so convoluted. now again even if you support Antonio coach and you Antonio Pierce's coach and you don't want anybody else's coach, I'm okay with that and we've said all along even though people are coming back and saying that we haven't but no, we've said all along that if you if you can pursue a hard bar or somebody like that, which to me is Jim Harbaugh, that's it. Great. You do it. Doesn't mean Antonio Pierce doesn't get the job. In fact, we would say he was number two behind a Harbaugh. So if Harbaugh's not in the picture, then Pierce is number one. But they, you look at all the other teams with openings. Every other teams with openings have gone through. I mean, the Falcons have interviewed, I don't know, eight or nine people, And they're not just checking the box for the Rooney rule. They are going through and they're talking to all kinds of candidates, including Bill Belichick. I'm not saying the Raiders need to talk to Bill Belichick, so slow your roll. What I am saying, and this is what you get at in your piece a little bit, which is the idea that you still want to bring people in and talk to them. because, And especially even some of those young offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, because you don't know if Patrick Graham's staying. We'll see. But the the whole point of that interview process is not necessarily that it's going to convince you that you don't hire Antonio Pierce. It could, but it could also say, you know what, I met with Frank Smith. He's got a Raider background. He's a good offensive coordinator. Um, He's not going to get a head coaching job, let's just say. Uh, Maybe he wants to come back to the Raider family. You open up that conversation. Is he comfortable with Antonio Pierce? Do they mix well? Uh, Does he mix well with Champ Kelly if he's the GM sitting in on the interviews? That type of thing is a discovery process. And what concerns me, just like last time with Mark Davis, and yes, Antonio Pierce and Josh McDaniels, not comparing the two, please. Okay. But what concerns me if I'm a Raider fan and somebody who covers the Raiders is the fact that you're going through this process again and you're not opening the door to all of the opportunities that could await you if you had a more exhaustive process on the coaching side.
0: So so here's the point. About that, I didn't make this point in the sports knots piece, but the only way to justify the Chris Richard and Leslie Frazier interviews as being the only interviews other than Antonio Pierce is if they're trying to add Chris Richard and Leslie Frazier to their defensive coaching staff in preparation for maybe they think that Patrick Graham may move on to another opportunity, Mm -hmm. or they just want to add to the staff. Because remember, the staff that Antonio Pierce worked with was Josh McDaniel's staff. I think that's the point we need to make that. The staff was going to change regardless since simply because Antonio Pierce didn't put together that staff that he has right now as the interim. Mm -hmm. That was Josh McDaniels' staff. So possibly the like, as I said, the only the only justification for interviewing two guys who haven't coached this past season are defensive guys is they're trying to refill their defensive staff in anticipation of losing uh, a couple of coaches or assistants
1: yeah, but, but, to my point, Mo, though, so so again, and and listen, i don't I don't know either, man. Chris Richard, all I know is that they, they didn't do well. He got they, they he he was let go. Um, he didn't coach last year, either did Leslie Frazier. We know Leslie Frazier, obviously from his history. But these are not guys in high demand. These are not guys that have interviewed in other spots. So my question, and I agree with you. I think, hey, you bring in some guys, not necessarily because they're going to be the head coach, but you give them a head coaching interview. It's an exploration, as I mentioned just a moment ago. So the idea that you do that, great. Like I have no problem with that. If you're going to go with Antonio Pierce and that's your guy, fine. But you still should do the process and you go back the, the quote, the interview with The Athletic that Mark Davis talked about after he named these two guys interim and said, look, you know, it'd be great if they get the job, but I'm going to keep an open mind. Last time I was I was prescribed, I knew what I wanted to do before the season was over. And okay, so maybe he didn't decide to hire Antonio and champ Kelly before the season ended, but it certainly seems like he had his mind made up. So So is that process what Davis said it was going to be? At, to this point, no, <laughs> because if you're, as I wrote in the Sports
0: Not piece, if you're, if if the two candidates that are challenging Pierce for the job are Leslie Frazier, who who was in Buffalo, wasn't fired. He actually left because there were some left. issues going on in Buffalo. And right. Chris Richard, who was last with the Saints, I believe as a co-defensive coordinator, uh, but he was a defensive coordinator, I believe in Seattle, didn't work out. If those are the two top candidates to challenge Pierce, then it's clear to me and it it should be clear to everyone that you had been leaning Pierce to begin with. Now, some people say, well, he caved to Max Crosby and I'll say, even before the Max Crosby rumor came out that everything is on the table, the Raiders had not requested an interview with an offensive minded head coach. So I, 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 I don't even, I wouldn't even say it's, he caved to Max Crosby and the players. I would say from the, from the jump, he may have just had tunnel vision on Antonio Pierce and then the Max Crosby rumor that came out may have just solidified it for him yeah. but again I, I don't know what Mark Davis desires this this could come out and Mark Davis could go in a completely different direction we don't know but what yes. I'm saying is if you're going it. to if you're going to hire a head coach <laughs> you should at least talk to an offensive minded yes. uh, uh, candidate because you could compare those offensive minded candidates you can compare their plan with Antonio Pierce's plan for the offense and then make the best decision. I want to be clear, Scott, that Antonio Pierce was my second choice behind Harbaugh. I believe I was very right. clear on Twitter and clear here that if the Raiders don't hire Harbaugh, you hire Antonio Pierce. So it, it you know, regardless of how it happens, hiring Antonio Pierce would be a good hire, in my opinion. But as I said, you want to make the best choice possible. Not that you're, high, you're bringing in people to convince you not to hire Pierce, but I think you want to have... Plan A in place, plan B in place, plan C in place, and you compare them. Okay. Right. Dave Canals Dave comes in with his plan for the offense. Ben Johnson comes in with his plan for the offense. Frank Smith comes in with his plan for the offense. And then you already have Antonio Pierce's plan for the offense. And what you do is you take the all four plans and say, okay, what's the best plan? Regardless of what my what my leanings are or what I wanted to do before the process, who presented the best plan? Because we're going to have to develop a quarterback in 2024 to win, fo- to win more football games, get to the playoffs.
1: Right. And for those those coaches that are already in the league, they can only do virtual interviews. So we understand that. So you might not necessarily hire somebody right away, but this is this gets to the point. And I know for some folks out there, they could care less what we're talking about. They just want Antonio Pierce. And, and again, as I said. And you can go back and check every single show we've done on the subject. Mo and I have been consistent with the same thing we said, is if you can get a hardball, you do it. If not, Pierce is a fine second choice. Got no problem with that whatsoever. So, so that, some people don't care outside of that, but what we're looking at and analyzing is an organizational stuff, is the issue of hiring practices and what you do. And to your point that you just made, when you bring these coaches in, you hear what they have to say it's very helpful to do that. That's why the Falcons, the Chargers, all these other teams are bringing in so many different coaching candidates. Of course, they're not all, they probably have a top two list. Okay. So the rest, the other five that they interviewed, you never know because you get to know them a little bit. You get to know their plans. You get to, they might even take a lateral move. If Jim Harbaugh gets the job in LA, yes, Raheem Morris appears to be a very hot commodity right to go to go get a head coaching job but let's say he decides to switch from the Rams to the Chargers because he likes Harbaugh he likes the direction right you just don't know what's going to happen with people in their careers and what they have planned so this is the problem to me and I think externally you know fans and folks that 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 are that love the Raiders get upset when the national media and everybody puts down the Raiders but it's I think situations like this where it's okay if you hire Pierce. The national media has been incredibly supportive and campaigned for Antonio Pierce to get the job. So that's all good. But then they look at the process and they're like, what are you doing? Like Leslie Frazier and and Chris Richard, like that's, that's who you, no other team has talked to them, right? I mean, Leslie Frazier may have had one other interview, but other than that, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And I think that's, if that's where I have concerns organizationally, because if you're prescribed with your decisions and you're not open to listening and exploring other people for the betterment of your own knowledge, that to me is a concern from from the organizational standpoint.
0: My thing is if they if they wanted to hire if Pierce was the decision going in, yeah, then just hire him. Right. <laughs> like I said, I would. I'm fine with that. They if they yeah. want to hire, just if that they've, was they've, their choice. Before They've the done the process, process.
1: The Rooney Rule process is done. That's that's it.
0: If if they want to, if if that was their choice, then hire Pierce. Good choice. Right. But like right. I said, but like I was saying, the the only way I would justify, I could justify them bringing in Richard and Leslie Frazier is they're using the interview process to refill a staff where they may lose. A couple of assistants now if they're yeah. doing that then it makes more sense because you're bringing in chris richard to possibly coach the secondary and maybe leslie frazier as a defensive you know consultant or maybe he'll have a position on staff then i get it it, it would be just to feel pierce's coaching staff then it makes sense some people will still have a problem with the process because you feel like they should still talk to offensive coaches but <laughs> then but then but then i would say that they predetermined their choice and they're just trying to fill a staff using those interviews. It that's that it. It would make sense to me. No, now, if it, you're, it, now I feel it, really quick, Scott, if you're doing yeah. this, if you're doing this and you're still undecided, I, I think you still have to open it up to at least one, at least a coach who's coached this past season. We, yeah, they and have and, and
1: somebody who's a real, a real candidate, a real right. candidate, like somebody who you would, let's say Antonio Pierce had a change of heart. I know it won't happen, but let's say he had a change of heart and he goes to co- coach the Tennessee Titans. He gets a job offer and suddenly you're like, Oh crap, plan A just went down the dumper. What do we do? Who are you going to hire? Like who, who you're, you're, you haven't even talked to anybody else for a plan B should something happen.
0: I guess that would leave Patrick Graham open for that coaching position. But but, but Scott, <laughs> okay. let's, let's also remember that, and this is why I say I don't want to I don't I don't want to heavily criticize the interview process because one, they haven't made a decision yet and co- mm-hmm. candidates that are employed by the NFL still cannot interview in person until in person. after the divisional round. So who knows? Maybe they do some head coaching interviews in person after the divisional round. We don't know yet. So there's still time for them to do their quote unquote due diligence. So we have to, we have to wait till the pieces fall in place because there's yeah. still time for them to to do some things.
1: And Mo, I think, I think your point is fair, you know, not to be overcritical of it, but it just, there's the question marks are, are, are what pop in my head, because you're right. They could be waiting until after the divisional round for in-person interviews, but why wouldn't you at least do the first virtual interview? Um, And, and, even unless they've already prescribed for example and antonio pierce says hey i got this guy he's going to be my oc why aren't you interviewing candidates for that like why aren't you you know there's you can interview candidates for all kind of positions the oc position technically is open because there's an interim there now too and they've not interviewed anybody for that job that we know of because if it's with another team, they have to ask for permission. So that tells you it's either somebody in the college ranks. We already know about Cliff Kingsbury. I wrote a story about that on SportsNot. It's been well reported. So maybe that's the direction. You know, it's just weird, the process. And look, we don't need to know all the answers yet because until they make a decision, you're right. You don't know what the answer is. Yeah. But it just seems like the process goes smoother in so many other places. And for some reason, with the Raiders situation, it's always a little different. Again, you're right, don't be overcritical because we don't know all the facts, but it just seems a bit odd. And I think it's starting to get a little more odd as the time goes on to your point. If you already have your coach, name your coach. If you have your GM, name your GM. If he's sitting in on interviews, that tells me like, why would you have him sit in interviews unless you really believe he's gonna do it? So I'm all good with both choices, just make them.
0: I think that's what we're all waiting for. I think yeah, of course a, lot of have, a lot of people, a lot of people ask us, Okay. So what's the deal? It looks like it's yeah. going to be Pierce and Kelly while they just announce it. And then yeah. the piece that I wrote was just giving answers as to maybe why they're waiting to make that announcement. As I said, maybe, maybe they're waiting till after the, the divisional round to Could do be. head coaching interview more head, co- head coaching interviews, especially with offensive minded coaches. And two, Maybe Tom Brady's voice has some sway behind closed doors that's making Mark Davis pause a little bit where Tom Brady said, "Okay, let's consider this candidate or these candidates before we make a final decision. So I was just raising those two points. It wasn't it wasn't really an article that was meant to be critical of the interview process, because, again, the the interview process isn't over yet. It's still ongoing because, you know, the Raiders haven't yet that we know the Raiders haven't made their official decision yet. So right. there, there there, could be some still some inner workings going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Remember, we're, on the, we're all on the outside, all including us. reporters, all of us. The yeah. top insiders are, can only guess what Mark Davis is going to do because how many times have we thought the Raiders were going to move in one direction and they go in another direction? To me, mm-hmm. this is the Raider way. I, I've covered the Raiders for close to a decade now, and I've come to realize that, one, the Raiders aren't going to do things the conventional way. They're, they're just – I know you mentioned other teams have done it this way, Scott, but the Raiders have usually done things their way. And it yeah. may not look like the rest of the NFL. I know that. I've covered the team for a decade. Trust me on this. Mm-hmm. The other thing I've noticed about the Raiders is that they take a while to make the decisions. I remember going back to uh, announcing their final 50-man roster the Raiders and the Ravens, I think, were last the team. last two teams to announce their 50 man rosters. So yes. one thing I know about the Raiders and their organization, they're going to make you wait. So for the <laughs> a lot of people
1: who <laughs> for are, fans. Yes. Yes. A lot of people And even are us, angry. like we we've been wanting to go live, right? When the announcement comes and we're like, right. okay, now it's Thursday and there's still no announcement. And then <laughs> Moe's got a write today. I got a right today for work. And we got this kind of stuff. Okay. We're like, I don't know if we're going to be able to do it because who knows when they're going to drop the news.
0: This, this is typical Raider procedure. They're going <laughs> to make you wait and the process is not going to look like every other team. That's just the fact of the well, matter.
1: That's that's well said. Absolutely. And yeah, fans get frustrated. I joked about it on X the other day and um people are oh, like, "What's taking so long?" And I get it. You know, you want you want to know what's going on. We want to know what's going on. So I I feel you there and it's 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 it can get frustrating at times because you just want to know what you're dealing with for those who really want Antonio Pierce to be coach They just want it to be validated, and those that Mm -hmm. perhaps want the team to consider other folks are like, you're kidding me. You're not doing it. So we'll see It all comes up. All right. We're long in this segment. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back on this edition of Silver and Black today, we'll talk a little bit more about this, continue to have the conversation. I also want to talk about hiring. If you hire Champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce together, how is that different from Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels? We'll talk about that when we come back here on Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. You're with Mo and Scott. We're coming right back. back, Silver and Black. Today, an Odyssey original podcast covering the Las Vegas Raiders, the Thursday edition, the waiting edition. If any of out there is Catholic like like I am, you're waiting for the smoke to come out of the steeple of uh, of, of St. Peter's, but for the Raiders, which is when they select a new pope. You know, it's it's white smoke versus black smoke we're still getting black smoke we're not getting white smoke yet so we're waiting for the white smoke from henderson uh, and from raider's way on <laughs> <laughs> the new head coach and gm scott cobranson mo Moten with you uh, here please do us a favor subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your audio and a howdy hello to the youtube audience mo we were talking about before the break that we don't know what's going on with this process but we did i've seen some discussions out there of people talking about The differences, some people talk about how different it is that if they hire Champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce, which it appears is the direction the team is going, at least best of our knowledge, then um, how is that different than the Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler combo. You wrote a piece talking about, hey, if they do this, it might be better to make sure you hire a GM that's much more independent from the coach, meaning they don't have an established relationship. Now, Champ Kelly, Antonio Pierce, their relationship is fairly new, but they came in, had to steady the ship after the disaster that was the McDaniel Ziegler days. And clearly, they have a close relationship. They talked about it at the press conference back in November, and they've continued to be sort of uh, tied at the hip Uh, as well. And so, so talk about in your mind, the differences between the pairing, because a lot of people felt, and even Mark Davis said that maybe that wasn't the best idea after he thought about it after the fact, but it appears we're kind of headed that same direction. Talk about the differences and the similarities.
0: Well, I'd say the similarities are, it's a minor similarity, but it seems as though they're a package deal. So Mm. Mark Davis told Tashaun the athletic that Kelly uh, champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce aren't necessarily joined together at the hip. So if you hire, if he hires one doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to hire the other, but to me, it seems that way. If Kelly's in on these head coaching interviews, it looks like he's going to get the job and it, again as i said in the first segment if he gets the job he's likely going to hire pierce you know he's not going to turn around and say yeah I, i'll take chris richard over antonio pierce that's not going to happen <laughs> he, he just worked with antonio pierce and they turned around a three and five team so
1: right there's good it, feelings there
0: it, it's pretty much done deal if he gets hired the difference is here is that in, that antonio pierce and champ kelly have actually worked together in those in those roles whereas Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler didn't. When they mm. were in New England, Dave Ziegler was in the front office. He wasn't really the GM. He was making decisions and free agency in the draft, but he wasn't the de facto GM. That was Bill Belichick. And Josh McDaniels was an offensive coordinator. And he wasn't a head coach. So in a way, you really don't know. You, Mark Davis really didn't know how that dynamic would work once you take those guys out of the New England bubble and put them in Las Vegas in different positions and different roles. Whereas with Champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce, at least you know how they work together because they did it over the past two, yeah. three months of the season. So there's yep. no guesswork as to how the dynamic would work. So I think the main thing is you want your GM and your head coach to have equal say in how they build the roster. And I think Champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce showed that. So that's why I think it's very different from Dave Zigger and Josh McDaniels, where it was reported that Josh McDaniels just kind of ran over. Dave Ziegler and all the decisions when it came to the roster and Dave Ziegler just kind of sat back and said, it's your show. Whereas yeah. in this situation, I think Champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce could have a more cohesive work relationship where they both have equal say in how to build that roster.
1: Right. And I think a great example, and I agree with you hundred percent. I think it's a hundred percent different than, than what you had with those guys. Um, besides the fact that Josh McDaniels was just a, a weird, and from what everyone says, Not my report but an awful guy like just not a good guy to be around and clearly an awful head coach um in this case different guys different personalities uh and and just a different feel to them and the relationship like you said i think i think a good example of this mo is jack jones you know it's funny i see people say oh thank god antonio pierce brought in jack jones absolutely but don't forget he had to go to champ kelly and say hey listen Jack Jones just got cut. Or maybe it was Champ Kelly's. We don't know whose idea it was. Obviously, he's got the history with Antonio Pierce. But that was a good example. I'm, I'm I'm guessing. But my assumption is that was a great example of them working together and saying, I know this guy. Yes, he's got problems. You can see the tape and know whether he's talented or not. But if you get him here, I know he can mix, mix with us. And I know I can I can coach him up and get him to where he needs to be. So that's a good, I think, to me. The, the the Jack Jones acquisition during the uh, during the season was a huge, huge, massive signing for both the coach and the GM.
0: Yes, and, I, and we don't know. I, I would assume that Antonio Pierce kind of nudged yes Champ Kelly on that because he, you know he's he's coached Jack Jones before, mm-hmm. so you can kind of connect the dots there. But I, I think with with Champ Kelly also he. Generous Robinson, know is not a name that comes up a lot, but he, you know, he had a pretty decent game, uh, a, a game or two. Once the Raiders picked him up, uh, and that's a GM move uh, to sign a player, uh, you know, off the street out of the free agent pool. So, uh, when you look at the dynamic, I wouldn't, I wouldn't compare it to Ziegler and and McDaniel's, and that, and as, that's aside from the personality, it's just the dynamic of it. You can trust that those two we'll work together a lot better than what we heard Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels working together where one person just has all the power and authority and the other person is just playing backseat driver and just nodding his head. Yeah. And, yeah. Go do it. Yeah. That's you. All right. Go ahead. Go do it. I think Champ Kelly being that he wants to establish himself as a GM, I, I don't think he's going to sit back and let that opportunity go where he's, he just lets Antonio Pierce just run the shot. I think he's going to, he's going to insert himself.
1: That's where I think, you know, Dave Ziegler, Dave Ziegler might've ended up being a good general manager, but he was passive to Josh McDaniels and Josh McDaniels ran over him. I don't see, Champ Kelly is a very, I mean, you watch interviews with him, I've studied him a lot as I wrote that piece a couple months ago and and he's a really calm, very cerebral guy and he's, but he's not passive. And so I agree with you there too. I think it's a whole different, uh, dynamic there. And these two guys can work, I think, really well together if that's how it ends up. Looks like it's going that way. But like you said, there could end up being a surprise there. Um, but I do think, you know, you start to look at how folks are looking at the situation. There, are, There are people who are disappointed with the fact that they haven't talked to anybody. But I do think you're right. It doesn't mean because you hear this big look. It's a time in the NFL. You have the playoffs going on. Outside of the playoffs, remember, even for us in the media, the the amount of information and the things that you report on or talk about, I should say, shrink. Right? Because you right now you're down to eight teams, right? You'll be to you'll be to four after the weekend. So the coaching searches and all the things with the teams that are not in the playoffs. Dominate the news cycle. So you're hearing a lot of these coaches, and I think a lot of people think, well, why haven't they done it? Why haven't they done it? And I think you brought up last segment, Mo. It's a great, it's a great point that sometimes you wait, you wait it out, okay. And if you're not, if 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 somebody's, if you're interested in somebody and they're a hot candidate and they've gone on four interviews, okay, then maybe your time speeds up. But if you're not, and maybe there's somebody else you're eyeing for an OC position or for something else, you're waiting to establish your coaching um, um, staff. And announce your head coach until you have those all lined up. Right. A lot of teams do that. So they might want to wait to announce Antonio Pierce to say, okay, we're announcing Antonio Pierce as the head coach. And oh, by the way, here's what his new staff is going to look like. I mean, that could be very much in play here.
0: Absolutely. And we don't know, we don't know what back channel discussions Mark Davis is having with (laughs) (laughs) Seymour, Tom Brady, anyone up, Ken Harrock, whoever is in his his uh, trust circle, his brain trust. We don't know what those discussions are like. So I'm sure there's an explanation. If they are choosing Antonio Pierce, I'm sure there's an explanation for why the announcement hasn't come down yet. And we'll find out eventually the the process. People will talk about the process and how the race went about it. You know, those reports are going to come out eventually. But as I said in in the earlier segment, let's wait until the official announcement comes out and then we'll dissect how, how the interview process went and what they did in retrospect.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that too. And and look, you know, you again, if if you were somebody who really wants the Raiders to speak to others, even if you like Antonio Pierce, um, then then so far you're disappointed, and I would understand why. But again, Mark Davis, and we've said this since the beginning too, Mo, you and I. Look, it, and, and even when the Max Crosby stuff came out, I make maybe Max Crosby knows something we don't. By the way, <laughs> maybe it wasn't a risk for him to say that, right? Maybe I mean. He might have been saying that because he knows it's going to be Antonio Pierce. So who knows? but but I do think that um you you have to look at it and say, "Hey, you know what? It's his decision to make. You might like it. You might not like it. I think most people are going to like it because clearly the support for Antonio Pierce is massive. A- and the process and how it unfolds until it's done, you really can't. we can talk about it in 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 the in the heat of the moment. But until it's done, it's hard to pass full judgment on it. Um, I scratch my head sometimes and think, well, how, how come you're not interviewing this guy? Or how come you're not interviewing that guy? But like you said, we don't know. And I think people have to be ready. I know the word sucks, patient.
0: <laughs> Raiders fans and patience don't go together. It goes together <laughs> like- I don't think any water. fans. Yeah, uh, Patience is not not the word people want to hear. But like I said, we, we may drop this and then five minutes after the Raiders make their announcement. That's how things work. I'll It'll be in the middle of my bleach Report live. and the, <laughs> Which and would be news, good, though. Which would be good because then I could talk yeah. about it live on air and instant reaction. But yeah. the, just expect that the Raiders are going to drop their news when you least expect it. Usually exactly. when, you're, when you're busy doing something, you're picking up your kids from school, you're you're at the gym, <laughs> whatever you're doing, you're cooking dinner. Then the Ravens would make their big announcement, Champ Kill Antonio Pierce. And then they they oh, by the way, Pierce has his staff already and laid out. Here's his OC, here's his yeah. quarterback's coach. And that could that could be the case. Who knows?
1: Yeah, and I would say though that I think as, as much as it made sense at the time, and as much as you and I both agree, again, let's be clear about this. We both agree that this is a completely different. Even if Champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce come in together, it's a different dynamic than last time with McDaniels and Ziegler. But if I were the Raiders and I would have those press conferences separately, let Champ Kelly stand on his own uh, as the general manager, as the chief football executive, if you will, um, and do it that way and then have Pierce and give them their day, give them their opportunity to speak about their plans. Um, and I hope they do that. I don't know that they will, but I think that they should. Uh, and, and allow those guys to kind of stand up and tell you what they're going to do and what they're promising Raider nation is going to happen with this team moving forward.
0: Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying, Scott, but I would guess that they're going to have their press conferences together. I mean, if you looked at now that Gruden was a separate situation where Gruden was mm. the star high and McKenzie was already there. So that's why mm-hmm. you, you probably didn't see those two guys talk together, but with Dave Ziegler, and Josh Daniels, you know, they had their presser together. Uh, Champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce have worked together. So you, they're probably going to have their press conference together. Champ, Champ Kelly will have his time to talk. Antonio Pierce will have his time to talk. They'll shake hands. They'll smile at the cameras. They'll shake hands with the reporters.
1: <laughs> and get and, your ass to work.
0: <laughs> and, and then before that, before that. The hard work. Before that you got to do the Raider call and then they'll walk oh, off together. And cause yeah. the, that Raider call that, that Antonio Pierce did at the lap before the, before the off season, he wasn't too happy with the feedback he got from there. So I think he's going to try it again at the press conference well, and, see, and see what kind of reaction. he See, I,
1: I don't think him. he will. I think as again, he's learning, right? Right. He's got to learn cause he's not been a head coach at the level uh, or even the college level. So he's got to learn. I think he's going to learn that the media is not, you know, the media doesn't work for the Raiders. The media is there independently. They're not going to do a Raiders cheer. Um, so I think I think you know. And he uh, look he. P- Antonio Pierce is a master politician. He's done an un- unbelievable job of of rallying Raider Nation behind him, behind the team, and that is incredibly admirable. Uh he's not going to get that with the media. So, um that's the way it goes. But anyway, all right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back here on the Thursday edition, just a few more minutes left, we'll close out the show and uh talk to you about next time. You're listening to Silver and Black today and Odyssey Regional Podcast with Mo and Scott. We're coming right back. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. Scott Cobranston, Mo Moten with you for the home stretch here on this Thursday edition as we await the selection of the Raiders general manager and head coach, which it appears by all indications, according to sources, all signals point to whatever you want to say to uh, Champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce. So will be very interesting and very popular with Raider Nation. So we'll see how it all rolls out here pretty soon. Uh, but Mo, the, the, when these two men get the job, if it's them, as we anticipate, uh, when they get this job full-time, there's a lot of work to be done here, uh, as as well as they were able to do and kind of pull things together uh, towards the end of the season to go five and four, to win the three games in the division. All that stuff is great. But now getting to building a team that can take the next step winning eight games you look at what champ kelly has to do he's obviously been in the building already he's got an advantage he's been doing the scouting he's been doing that all year long for the raiders uh so now now if he gets the switch flipped and it's like you're the guy uh they're already in draft mode right because it's january you're, you're 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 getting close to the combine by the way we will be at the combine i will be at the combine um as well so but but that's where you're going to evaluate players you start to look at the senior bowl you start to look at all these different things that are coming up where the raiders are going to identify what they need first of all what they need number one is a quarterback we talked about that so when you look at the job these guys have to do Um, there's a lot of work. So, so how, how long can this process go on before you start to be concerned? Um, I think if it's Champ Kelly, you're not concerned because he's already there and he knows what they need. But if it's not for some reason, um, what disadvantage are the Raiders at if they, if this process gets protracted?
0: As of right now, I would say I wouldn't say there is a much of a disadvantage. There, remember, there mm. are several other head coaching openings. The Raiders aren't yeah. the only one. The only team that filled their head coaching opening was the New England Patriots because they already had a plan in place for Gerard Mayo to be the successor for Bill Belichick. So, I mean, and unless this process extends beyond January, which I highly doubt, mm-hmm. then it becomes this, you know, disadvantageous. But because remember, the Senior Bowl is at the end of January. Yeah. If you remember, Patrick Graham was a was a big figure at the Senior Bowl last year. So I would assume that the Raiders are gonna come to a decision, make an announcement within the next week, and their their contingency contingency will be at the Senior Bowl to start to look at some of these prospects that are coming in NFL. So I'm not I'm not concerned at all about the Raiders hiring too late to, for the process and not being able to scout certain players because they understand what the timeline is. They know when the Senior Bowl is. Of course, we want the decision to come now, but I, I have no worries about <laughs> them taking too long to come to a final call on this.
1: Yeah, I don't either. I've I've seen some e- expression of that, but I I would say to folks out there, don't worry about it. I think it's fine. And again, Champ Kelly's already in the building. He knows the roster and what they need there. Not that an outside candidate couldn't get caught up quick and fast enough. But it certainly is an advantage that Champ Kelly's been there. He's built part of that roster since he's been there. So he knows. Uh, and remember, the Raiders have 15 free agents. We're going to wait till next show to talk about the Josh Jacobs situation, because I think that's interesting. Josh Jacobs has been one of the players that has been very close uh, in, in, in talking to Mark Davis about retaining Antonio Pierce. Does that mean the Raiders are, are have a better chance of signing Josh Jacobs? That depends a lot of parameters, and we'll talk about that um, next time when we come back on the show. Mo, I know uh, this this podcast is dropping on the same day. It's funny. On YouTube, people think – they're like, oh, this is recorded? They think we're live because we premiere our shows on YouTube, but we were in the chat live. Mo was like a, a freaking stars paparazzi because you were in the chat. Everybody's clamoring for you to be in the chat. So thank goodness you had a few minutes to pop in there and talk to the little people. But um, we're <laughs> – I kid, of course I kid, but um, we're, we're, we're waiting on this stuff, but I know you have later today. So depending when you're listening to this podcast, you may have missed it or you might be he- hearing it just in time to go catch Mo on your Bleacher Report live today. Correct?
0: Bleacher Report live 2 30 Eastern time, eleven thirty Pacific time. If the Raiders make their announcement, you know, during, during, if you're listening to this before, 2 30 Eastern, 11 30 Pacific, the Raiders make their announcement about their head coach and GM hires during the live stream. I'll just simply talk about that in my instant reaction. If you're listening to this after, then I probably talked about trade targets for the Raiders. If Mm -hmm. the Raiders didn't make their GM head coach announcement, talked about some things that the Raiders can do, as you mentioned to bolster their roster, either moving up for a quarterback, maybe acquiring a veteran quarterback, just in case the Raiders don't like their options. In the draft at where they're picking and they can't move up. So the Rays have to go through a lot of contingency plans of what they're going to do with the quarterback position. A, if they don't, if if they can't move up to get their guy, B, if obviously they don't know who's going to be available at 13 and C, just exploring some free agent options or trade options, just in case you want to wait until maybe the second round to draft a quarterback.
1: Yes. No, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that soon. Do everything they can to get as high as they can in the draft to get a quarterback. But doesn't mean they have to get one there. They could also find one somewhere else. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that. We got lots of time to talk about that, but it's going to come up really quick. But I will say, and I know I know I'm biased, because you guys know if you listen to the show, I'm a big Notre Dame fan. But Audric Estime, just watch that name in the draft for the Raiders. He could be their next great running back. I really believe that. I think he's going to have a good pro career. He's built for the pro game. All right, we'll save that for another time. Okay, so check out Mo's uh, Bleacher Report. Mo. You can watch that after the fact too, right? If, it, if if they miss it live, they can go find it on the app.
0: Yeah, if you just pull up the app, go to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders stream area, you'll see you'll see this same face, same uh same hoodie, same hat in the Bleacher Report live. Oh, you're stream. not going with the
1: nice the nice clean look without the hat on for the Bleacher Report lives anymore.
0: Yeah, it's Thursday. It's a down day for me. I'm just <laughs> incognito. So I'm going hat and yeah. hoodie today. I'm going Bill That's Belichick good. hoodie today. So. Dude, I've
1: been wearing, it's too cold where I'm at now. I'm, and, and we're getting more snow tomorrow. And I've, I've just been, and my hair, I'm trying to change my hair a little bit. It'll be a surprise. Um, and so I'm, I'm, it's just in an in-between stage of not being ready to to, 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 to style. You so should, I'm just wearing freaking beanies every day now. It's you like should just wait
0: next you should just pop up next week with silver and black rolls. That would be long pepper corn rolls. That would be, <laughs> <corn> <laughs> just, just,
1: that would be awesome I, actually. I could do that. It's getting longer. I've I got the I got the I got the length maybe. A little maybe a little more. I don't not that you need a ton of length, but I I'll do it. Sure I'll do it.
0: That would be the good show. Way. That would that, that would that would that would circulate all over social media, Scott? Yeah, but then
1: but then there'd be people who are like, okay, you are culturally appropriating your haircut.
0: <sighs> tell tell them it's been approved by the Silver and Black Today audience. That the audience wants <laughs> to see it and it's been approved by them.
1: Okay. That's good. It's it's Midtown Mo approved. That's that's what we'll say. All right. Well, make sure you also check out the piece we talked about uh, that Mo wrote up on sports. Not it's his current Raider column. Make sure you do that uh, as well. I got some stuff coming up as well on the Raiders and we'll be we're, we're on GM coach announcement watch. So make sure you do that. You can check out Mo's uh, X dot com handle M-O-E-M-O-T-U N. And you can follow me at LV Gully and we will be there interacting with you. Thank you guys for all the great interactions. Mo, we will talk to you early next week. See you next week. All right. For everyone here, including our producer, Mike Rabier and Momotin, I'm Branson. This has been Silver and Black today. Take care, everybody. Look for us. Uh, we'll try to go live as soon as we know if, if we can get it together. We'll try to go live as soon as the coaching and GM announcement happens. If it happens between now and next week, if not, uh, make sure you follow the channel and subscribe to the podcast. And we will talk to you guys again. Enjoy the playoffs this weekend and uh, enjoy your weekend. Take care, everybody.